Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Great to be with you today. It's a Thursday. The week is almost over. It has flown by. Just got home from Columbus, Ohio. Actually, Grove City, Ohio, which is south of Columbus, where I got to spend a few days with some awesome law enforcement officers from across Ohio. I'm now home. Actually, the debate is going on now, but I can't bear to watch. I watch politics now, and all I can think is, we're doomed. We are all doomed. So I'm going to get that out of my head with this podcast. Now, how am I going to do that? I'm going to do that by bringing up something that gets asked of me quite frequently. As you can imagine, as I travel around the country, teaching, speaking to, working with people from all types of backgrounds who have been impacted by trauma, I get asked a lot, what do I do? especially right after something has happened. I just got an email when I was in Columbus from a law enforcement officer who just lost a friend. And as you can imagine, it was about a week ago. He's having trouble sleeping. His mind is filled with all sorts of just thoughts. Thoughts. I think that's a good way to think of that because our minds is almost like somebody puts a rubber ball in our head and it just starts bouncing around. You know, when, when, when you can't sleep, when, when trauma's banging around in your head, it's like you go there and you go there and you go there and you go there and you can't stop it. And I got some advice that I usually give pretty consistently to people that are going through trauma, but I think it's good advice for anyone because we always have those moments in our lives where we feel like we've lost control. We despair. We lie in bed Maybe it's regret, maybe it's pain, maybe it's shame, whatever. And it's like that ball is bouncing around in our skull, and we can't make it stop. And we're looking for answers. And we're crawling up into our ball, into our shell, and it gets darker and darker and darker. So what do you do? Well, here's what I usually tell people. Number one. It is normal, and you're not crazy. Man, life's tough. I don't care who you are. One inescapable fact of life is we're all going to die. There's a horror in that. You know, we're all going to be six feet under. There's a horror. And it is no wonder that so many things in life, bad things happen, make us question why we're here, what's going to happen to us, what's this all for, is it worth it? We get alone with our thoughts and we think we're all alone, but we're not. In a sense, to live is to suffer. You're going to suffer just like you're going to die. So however you are feeling after a traumatic event, after a tragedy, after losing a loved one, losing a friend, having a disappointment, having a failure, being embarrassed, being humiliated, whatever it may be, however you you are feeling is normal, you are not crazy, and you are not alone, number one. Number two, 
do not isolate yourself. See, what can happen if you don't get the first point, if you don't understand that everybody suffers, everybody's going to be six foot under and face that horror of growing old and dying and getting sick and losing loved ones. If you don't understand that, you begin to think that you're the only one who can understand your pain, that you're unique, that there's something wrong with you, that you're weak, that you're broken. And you feel cut off and isolated from others. You can't do that. You got to fight that. You got to do whatever you can to not isolate yourself, to get up and get through your day, to continue to do the things that you do. Because the second you isolate yourself, you let those demons grow, you let those monsters grow, you give them power. It's like you give them permission to take over your life when you do that. So you're not crazy, it's normal. Don't isolate yourself. Number three, great way to get out of your head, go outside. Go outside, get with other people. There is something about nature that we feel connected to everything. I think back to my motorcycle trip years ago after my jet crash. I think to walks and hikes I take with my family, times outside alone under the pine trees by our house. And when you're in nature, when you're looking at the sky, when you're looking at the stars, and what it is, I think maybe it's just our smallness compared to the bigness of it all. You feel connected. You don't feel alone. You might be by yourself, but you don't feel alone. And then if you can, get with other people. Get with other people. Even if it's people you don't know. Even if it's just going to a coffee shop and being around people. Go to church. Go to Sunday school class. Go to a club meeting. Call an old friend. But whatever you do, avoid the holes that will drag you to isolation and darkness. The internet, drinking by yourself, doing things by yourself, staying inside, going in the basement, turning off the lights. You really will lose yourself there. You really will not be able to get those thoughts out of your head. They will grow. So get outside, get in the outdoors, get in nature. Get around people any way you can. It's number three. So one, it's normal, you're not crazy. If trauma, loss, shame, guilt is impacting you too, don't isolate yourself. Don't isolate yourself. Make yourself do those things you normally do. Three, get outside, get around other people. Number four, it will pass, but the memories will stay. And that's normal. It'll pass, but the memories will stay. I still have moments. I'll, I'll, I'll wake up and, and, and I will feel a stress that I haven't felt in years. I'll remember something that happened years ago. And in that moment, it can seem like it's right there. And it's scary. And then I think of my wife lying next to me. I think of my kids. I think of the work I get to do. I remember that I have fought through those feelings and I have moved forward. I just dove into life. And it's okay. You know, just like... You know, you go on a diet to lose weight, you go to the gym to get stronger, you know, you want to create habits that when the demons come, you work them out. You know, that when you think it's gone away and it comes back, you work it out. You know, have somebody that you go to that it's normal to go to. Maybe it's a loved one, maybe it's a pastor, maybe it's a counselor. Maybe there's things that you do when you see these things creeping in. There's a park you go to, you go camping. There's an old friend you call that knows you well enough. They can kick you out of your 
awfulizing and your depression. But understand that even if you get through this moment right now, it could come back, and that's okay. Just like you know, you, you can't go for the gym to the gym for a week and then forget about it and expect your body to stay the same way, or you can't diet for a month and then go back to eating poorly and expect to keep the weight off. You got to keep working on it. And when you fall, just because you will, just like we all do, make sure you have habits. You've got people that you've developed that you can go back to. And then lastly, help others. The best way to remember that you are not alone and to use the demons and the failures and the depression and the sadness and the loss as fuel for something positive is to help others. Because we all suffer. And the only skill that you need to help others is the desire and the patience to listen. My uncle told me once, he's a, been a therapist for decades, he's a retired colonel in the army. We were talking once about what people do in counseling, why they come to him, what he's learned as a pastor over the years. And he said something to me that just struck me very profoundly. He said, People want to be known. People want to be known. People want someone who knows them and will listen to who they are. And then when they do, they're still there. They're still their friend. Think of how few people really know us. How many people really know us? Know what our failures are. Know what happened to us in high school. Know what happened to us in college. Know about our failed relationships. Know about our dreams. Know about our successes. Who knows that? Not many people. And in your own healing, in your own journey, and making sense of trauma and bad things, you recognize there are other people feeling the same way. And that you want to make yourself available to them just to listen, just to be there, to allow them to be known. Not only does it help them heal, it helps you heal. And there's so many opportunities, so many opportunities. Shelters, addiction, halfway houses, prisons. Uh, your next door neighbor, there's opportunities all around us. If you're suffering, my friend, you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not crazy. Don't isolate yourself. Force yourself to keep your routines. Get lost, not in your head, get lost outside, in a park, in the outdoors, on the water. Do with other people if possible, even if they're strangers. Just avoid the things, avoid the darkness of your room alone, avoid the glow of the screen as your only contact. It will pass, but it's always there, so you got to be on top of it. Just like going to the gym, just like watching your diet, have resources. Have things that you do that are a habit. Talking to a pastor, going to a Sunday school class, going to an AA class, going to a counselor, going to a therapist, whatever it is. And then lastly, help others. Kind of going back to point number one, knowing that you're not alone, help others. And to help them, all you need is desire and the willingness to listen and to let somebody be known. That's it. That's all you need. I want to remind you again. If you want to see the Pilgrim's Odyssey reach more people, the best way to do it is become a patron, become a sponsor. You can do it right on the podcast website, thepilgrimsodyssey.podbean.com. Just click donate. And why do I say that? 
because to cut through the noise, you got to market, you got to use social media, you got to spread the word. It takes money. Any amount would be helpful and appreciated. Even a dollar a month can run an ad on Facebook. So whether it's a dollar or $5 or $10 or $100 or $50 or whatever you can do, you can be assured it will help reach people that need to hear this podcast. And one thing I'm going to be doing for everybody that donates and sponsors, there are going to be special patron-only podcasts. Um, Probably I'm going to do one or two a month. They're going to be longer format. They're going to be a little bit more personal. They're going to be things I might not talk about you know, on the free downloaded podcast. So if, if, if you want to get those, again, go to that donate button, thepilgrimsodyssey.podbean.com, and help me reach the people that need to hear the Odyssey. So until next time, my friends, you know what's coming next. Aim high, spread your wings, and keep your eyes on the things that matter. Keep your eyes on the things that matter. Help each other. Love each other. Show this world light and love and what it means to live with faith deeply, seriously. I am your host, Silouan. Till tomorrow, make sure you come back for Friday's end-of-week episode. Gather around the podcast. Bring your friends. Spread the word. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.